and welcome to another episode of Wrestling with Romance. I'm your co-host, Life of Dean, and I am so happy to bring you guys the first episode of 2024. I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's going to be a little shorter for our first episode of the year, but it is part two to our Iron Booking episode. Yes, me and Jack will be booking out at least, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's six weeks of television. I think Jack's might have been six months. It was going to be somewhere around that area till our first pay-per-view of our organizations, me being Revolutionary Pro Club. And we are going to really delve into what came into these decisions. We're going to tell you some of the ideas we had in mind, winners, how it's going to pay off, everything. Um, so, And then we're going to review each person's decisions and you can also leave us your own ratings of art booking a quick side note just to let you know wednesdays at noon are going to be the new upload dates on the podcast for spotify thursday at noon is when the videos will go live so if you want to hear this if you can't see the video you can listen to it on spotify at noon on wednesdays and then if you want to see the video you can see that thursday at noon just a little bit more time to get clips up get a little bit more promotion running as we try to get everything back up and running how we needed to but yeah beyond that let's get straight into the episode peace see you next week so yeah if you have not been i mean if you've been following if you're new to the program if you're new to the program we have, for the last two weeks now, been talking about the, the details of us running our own promotions. And what we are now about to do is lead you into the bookings that will lead us to our first pay-per-view. Um, I have named my first pay-per-view already. Um, I have already... I got, my, I got my little presentation and stuff, ideas and everything set up. I'm still working through some things, but you know what? That's what we're here for. That's what we do this show for. We do it. Sometimes on the cuff, sometimes on the cuff is better <laughs> than if you sit down and book it out long. But you have Revolution Pro Club, which is me, and then you Bonkers Pro Wrestling. That's right. Bonkers Pro Wrestling. I'll, I'll actually, go. Have, yes. Hold on. I think I have, a, I have a comment to read, actually. <laughs> that was left. Oh, we got a comment from a viewer? Oh, yeah. We definitely have a comment in regards to your lovely promotion which say the I... name <laughs> say the name put some respect on it <laughs> on bonkers for wrestling thank you um laughing my ass off jack's promotion is lasting two, two months at max <laughs> like... which is just two episodes let me remind you <laughs> So episode one, um, remember we're only doing one episode per month. It's right. just going to be one hour. And how often are your pay-per-views? I forget. So twice a year. So every okay, six months so is a pay-per-view. You're building six months of TV. Yeah, but it's not that much. But it's not really six months. Because it's, it's only an hour. Yeah, yeah, it's only an hour per episode. Uh, okay. I mean, except the pay-per-view is going to be longer. The pay-per-view will be like... Two, two and a half. I think it was just two is fine, actually. Okay. Um. Uh. No. Yeah. Let's say this: the pay per view, which will be technically episode six, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be two and a half hours. 
Okay. I think is perfect for a big wrestling show. Okay. Episode mm-hmm. one at the Chicago Planetarium. Josh, Ooh, yeah. Josh Barnett opens up in the ring with a welcome speech. He announces the plan for all four titles. The men's and women's world titles will be uh, – there will be a battle royal for each with mm-hmm. the last four people in it doing a quick tournament, four-person tournament that where the finals is had at the pay-per-view. Right. The deathmatch title. Um, the, oh, and the first battle royal will be tonight in our main event. Okay. Uh, it will be the men's battle royal. And then the deathmatch title is going to be done. It can involve anybody from any promotion and they will be the first match to determine who <laughs> fight for a, at the pay-per-view will be a four-way elimination last man standing match right where the two remaining fight for the death match title at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. and then finally he breaks out the 24/7 title uh explains the rules that this 24 7 time is still hilarious. It's still so hilarious. Uh, explains the rules and that whoever holds it at the end of the top at the end of the night of each episode gets a cash bonus, right? But he okay. said, to determine the first title, I'm gonna drop it right here in the ring, and whoever can come out and grab it first gets it. Mm-hmm. Enzo Amore immediately slides out from underneath the ring. Grabs right. it, grabs the mic from Josh Barnett aggressively and starts declaring himself the greatest 24-7 champion of all time. <laughs> Janela uh, whisper, Joey Janela, who's up on the at the announcer's table, quietly gets up, says, I'll be right back, puts on a referee shirt as Josh Barnett um, wrecks Enzo Amore with... Let's say like five different power moves, like a power <laughs> slam, a power bomb, um, what a running power slam, whatever. Uh, right. You know, Josh Barnett power shit, and then chokes him out. And Joey Janela drops Enzo Amore's hand, and that's it. Josh Barnett has the twenty four seven title. They yeah. go back to the announce desk. Um, then we have. Mercedes Monet versus oh wait no that's not correct um no yeah we have Mercedes Monet versus Yuka okay. and Monet wins Rousey comes out cuts a heel promo on Mercedes Monet okay. then we have our battle royale of all eight men um Last four in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Josh Barnett gets drop kicked by Hammerstone, and then Leo Rush does a front flip over him. And Josh Barnett shouts, "I'm too old for this shit." <laughs> grabs the twenty four title and returns to the desk. Uh, Enzo Amori is gorilla pressed by Hammerstone over the top rope. Uh, Root okay. Rush at one point. Uh, is thrown out of the ring by Hammerstone. He lands on the guardrail and starts running on it and hops mm-hmm. back into the ring, and we get a cool shot of him running along with, like, space in the background because we're in the planetarium. Right. 
Um, Sammy Callahan eliminates Charles Mason. That's our third elimination. So now we're down to five. Uh, Mason sneaks back into the ring to help eliminate Callahan, okay. which is going to help set up our death match later on. Um, yeah. So we have Rush, Carter, Hamstone, and Effie in our men's tournament for the title. Mm-hmm. Episode two, we are on a New York City rooftop. We okay. begin with a four-way elimination last man standing match for the deathmatch title. We have Effie versus Charles Mason versus Sammy Callahan versus uh, Masashi Takeda because this is uh, a title that's open to anybody in all of wrestling, not just the promotion. Um, right. Of course, you know, deathmatch hijinks ensue. Uh, Effie is eliminated first, then Takeda. Um, on his way out, Takeda looks at Barnett, looks at the money that Josh Barnett has put on his announce table in like a cartoon Wild West, like burlap sack. Right next to the 24-7 title. Your booking just has me captivated where I have to stop writing. Because <laughs> I'm just like, what Indian? Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> On the announce table is Josh Barnett's 24-7 title and this um and this uh in this fucking burlap sack of money right. that has like a little dollar bill sign on it. Takeda mm-hmm. looks at Barnett, looks at the money, looks back at their net, and goes, fuck it in his Japanese accent. Takeda takes a running start off the ramp into a drop kick. Barnett bats him out of the sky like a fly. Takeda gets up, dusts himself off, laughs, and waves goodbye. Uh, <laughs> we have Mason versus Callahan at the pay-per-view for the deathmatch title. Mm-hmm. Um, Barnett spends the rest of the night at the commentary title with the belt and the sack of money, okay. daring anybody to come and get it. Like constantly on announcing, he's just mocking anybody to come fuck with him, and nobody from the roster does. Um, the women's battle royal, uh, the iconics entered together, insisting they're allowed to wrestle as a team. The right. refs explain that they're the ref explains that they cannot do that. Ronda Rousey demolishes them both, double clothesline over the top rope. <laughs> uh, Lise and Ronda Rousey launch Alley Cut like as a Long dart over the top ropes into the iconics. They look at Ivelisse and Rousey, look at each other, shrug, and then they like do like the beating the shit, the snot out of each other spot, just wailing on one another. Rousey, like Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, like hockey fight. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, Rousey gets the upper hand. God, why am I blowing up? Everybody. Everybody wants. Yeah, I mean, your birthday is less than like twenty four hours away. That's so you know, a lot of people want to get the love in. They yeah. want to be like Jack. I love you. I love. Remember you. me, Jack. Remember me. Remember <laughs> me, Jack. Rousey gets the upper hand. Eliminates Evelise. Evelise shrugs. On the outside, gives Rousey the thumbs up and walks out. We have a little partnership forming there between Evelise and Ronda Rousey. Uh. Next, we have so we get a Monet and Rousey standoff. Right. That is interrupted by Mandy Rose. Monet eliminates Mandy Rose. And we have Monet, Rousey, Yuka, and Session Moth Martinez for mm-hmm. the women's tournament. We go on to episode three, which is going to be at Meow Wolf in Denver. Correct. 
Uh, Barnett puts the the belt and the money down on his desk, settles into his commentary table. Baranda runs in, hits him with a jumping arm bar, and he taps out with a smile on his face. Ooh, then we go to sounds amazing, by the way. Yeah, uh, like ju- totally like from behind. As he sits down, he has his arms out, and she <clears> catches <throat> him. Right. Then we have Enzo versus the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh wait, he died, didn't he? Did he? Hang on. Give me a second. I'll look it up. No, I think he's still alive. I think he might have passed away, Jack. Uh oh. This would be bonkers. No, he's alive. Okay. Um. So versus the Brooklyn Brawler, Enzo has to cheat to beat him, and then he gets Enzo on. Amore has to cheat to beat the 62-year-old Brooklyn Brawler. Correct. Um, but then he, the fuck are we doing? He gets on the mic, and he cuts a promo taunting Barnett, saying that Enzo Amore is undefeated in quote-unquote real matches. And he's the greatest 24-7 champion ever. Josh Barnett ignores him. Uh, backstage, we have Ronda with her 24-7 title, kind of with the same attitude that Josh Barnett has. Mm-hmm. Like, she's not trying to run or hide or anywhere. And Effie brains Ronda with a chair and pins her and escapes in a rainbow-painted Pope mobile. <laughs> rainbow-painted yeah. He, well, first he runs. <laughs> first he runs through the um, through like the Meow Wolf Art Museum, like just dodging wrestlers back and forth, and then runs out into the parking lot, gets in his Pope Mo- rainbow painted Pope Mobile, and drives off. Um. <laughs> oh man. Uh, then we have Rush versus Hammerstone, and Rush wins to go to the finals of the men's. Uh, world Wait, title tournament. Rush, like, like Rush, Leo Rush. Oh, oh my god, because when you say Rush, I'm thinking, yeah. you know, all right, I'll make sure I, I... just say Leo, <laughs> just say Leo. <laughs> then we have episode four in Tombstone, Arizona, in this wild west town. Okay, uh, please look it up if you have time. You watch my documentary on it if you have time, uh, viewers. Uh, deem it's mm-hmm. it's the most hilarious fucking town ever. It's just <laughs> it's like if Disney World was the OK Corral. Everything meant to separate you from a little bit of money and everything in theme of mm-hmm. the Wild West. Got you. And here we have uh, Darius Carter versus Effie to start off. Um, we announced the beginning. Twenty four seven title is on a brief pause for the world title. This way we mm-hmm. get some separation of like the world title from the 24 seven title. And like, what's the most prestigious here. Right. Um, FB afterwards, the strut drives his rainbow Popemobile backstage or not even, or just down the dirt road, but is hit by a spike strip. When he gets out to look at his busted wheel, Nick gauge grabs him in a roll up and cuts him with a pizza cutter as Effie's shoulders are down. (laughs) Pizza cutter. Gage grabs the title, hops on an ATV, and drives off in with dust swirling around him. And as Effie chases him, Rousey and Ivelisse jump Effie, which sets up uh, their match at the pay-per-view. Mm. Then we get Mason cutting a promo on Callahan, and we have 
in the main event, Monet versus Session Moth Martinez with uh, Monet advancing to the finals. Episode five is our go-home show. Uh, it's at the Mall of America. We have Hammerstone versus Minoru Suzuki in an opening match. Alex Hammerstone goes over as we build Alex Hammerstone further down the line to be the monster of the promotion and a future superstar. Uh, we have Leo Rush cutting promo on Darius Carter. Yeah. Then we I have like Enzo Amore versus Gilberg, where Enzo Amore has to cheat to win again. He taunts Barnett, and Barnett actually gets up this time and chases him, but Enzo runs away on the mic through the mall, cutting a promo on him the whole time. Like, as he's running, he's still talking shit. Yes. Did you just say Gilbert? Yes. Is he still alive? I think so. (laughs) Let's just ask that question. And then two. So I'm guessing, and this is just a question. I don't want to throw up your booking. I just have a question. Yes. So Gilbert is still alive. Okay. He's just 64. Okay. So Enzo's basic gimmick is beating these extremely old men who cannot move. Right. But he's a chicken shit. Yes. Okay, I just wanted to make sure I got that. Go ahead, continue. Cool. Um, yeah, so he runs off, talking shit the <laughs> whole time. As he's running away, talking shit the whole time, the camera settles. This also sets up our pay-per-view match of Enzo versus Josh Burnett mm-hmm. uh, on the pay-per-view. Uh, as, the, as Enzo's running away, the camera finds Gage chilling with his title across his knees. And he's using a pizza cutter to cut up a DiGiorno's pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he's doing that, David Arquette appears, smothers him with the pizza, rolls him up, and then escapes in a limo. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like Ren and Stimpy and Looney Tunes on meth. This sounds like Ren and Stimpy. Um, David Arquette smothers him to pizza, rolls him up, runs towards the garage, and escapes in a limo as pizza drips off of Nick Gage's bolt head. Uh, in the in the finals, we have Ronda Rousey versus Yuka. Uh, Effie interferes, costing Rousey the match. So we get a uh, an upset where Yuka wins. And now we have a pay-per-view match, Rousey versus Effie at the pay-per-view, and right. Monet versus Yuka for the women's tag for the women's world championship at the pay-per-view. Okay. Episode six. Uh, this one's gonna be about two and a half hours. Um, it's not a very large card, but you'll see what's gonna eat up time in a moment. This is where I'm really gonna let the wrestling breathe. Uh, it's going to be called Bonkers at the Red Rocks where we have it at the Red Rocks, um, what do you call it? Venue, concert venue in Colorado, Mm -hmm. where it's kind of set up, you know, it's a concert venue, so everything faces the stage. Yeah. So that's how we're, and the ring is on the stage. So we're not getting four sides. So where's the entrance? The entrances. uh, They're going to come from the sides. I got you, got you, got you. Yeah. So each wrestler comes up either side of the stage. Got you. Yeah. I think like um, Daly's place, like how they had like when Moxie used to enter through like the crowd, or do you just mean on the sides of the ring, like on the stage? 
on the side. So every, you know, there's stairs on either side of the yeah, stairs. Yeah. And yeah, we kind of get like the AEW heels enter from one side, baby faces from the other. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, in our opening match for the men's world title, we have Leo Rush versus Darius Carter mm-hmm. in a two out of three falls match. Um, I think this match, it's such an incredible clash of styles. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Darius Carter is trying to, you know, grind it down and get into his technical wrestling, and Leo Rush is trying to be the high flyer. Right. Classic pro wrestling clash of styles match. Uh, Leo Rush gets the first fall, Darius Carter the second, and then Leo Rush ultimately wins and is our inaugural uh, world men's title. Okay. Uh, champion, I should say. Then we get Enzo Amore versus a Josh Bar- versus Josh Barnett in a blood sport match. So no ropes. Um, you said Enzo Amore versus Josh Barnett. Yes, in a blood sport match. You want that man to die? I mean, that's that's the whole point here. Is everybody <laughs> wants the Enzo Amore die? I mean. I guess. Go and like we we have like at first it's you know at first it's a laugh yeah like in the first episode it's a laugh watching Enzo Amore die and now we hate him right so it's not a laugh it's a catharsis because Josh Barnett is gonna win um, but Enzo actually puts on like a decent showing mm-hmm. working Josh Barnett's legs and actually locking in a heel hook at one point okay, um, okay. but still it's a pretty quick match. Josh Barnett wins. He returns to the announce table. Then we get uh, Mason versus Callahan mm-hmm. for the death match title. Crazy fucking bollocks ensue. Uh, Charles Mason threatens to throw uh, Sammy Callahan off of the cliffs in the back of the Red Rocks. Yeah. That obviously does not happen because we're not murdering anybody. I would pray. Um, <laughs> I would pray. <laughs> You know, Sammy Callahan breaks out his barbed wire baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Charles Mason ends up winning as our inaugural deathmatch uh, champion. Okay. Then we have Ronda Rousey versus Effie. Rousey wins with interference from Ibelis. Um, Then we have the Iconics jumping David Arquette backstage. And as each one takes turns beating him up, the other one cheers. And then they switch, and then the other one beats him up. Right. And until finally they both pin him, and they split the pay-per-view money, the pay-per-view 24-7 title money, which is actually double at the pay-per-view, so they each get like the, the share they would normally get. And they are yeah. co-24-7 champions. And that's a nice little breather, a nice little palate cleanser. For main event, which is going to be Monet versus you uh, versus, um, yeah, Monet versus Yuka in the finals, we get a nice little uh, full circle moment from our first episode where Monet beat Yuka. Right. Um, sixty minute Iron Woman match. Yuka actually picks up the first two falls. Um, she picks up the first one after 20 minutes mm-hmm. and her second one after 30 minutes. And then the whole 30 minutes is Monet chasing Yuka as Yuka uses her athleticism and her youth and her speed to just play keep away. 
but Monet is too smart of a wrestler and too good of a technical wrestler and is able to chase her down and get three pinfalls in 30 minutes and becomes the inaugural woman's title yeah. uh, world champion. And we get a nice little moment where Monet shakes Yuka's hands hand where Yuka was originally an afterthought for Ronda mm-hmm. Rousey and Monet in the first episode. Now Yuka is clearly elevated and gets like the love for Mercedes Monet and the respect and is seen on the same level of Ronda Rousey and Mercedes Monet. So now we have, so we have three big stars in the women's division. We have Monet, we have Yuka and Ronda Rousey. Um, Monet's our top baby face. Ronda's a top heel. Right. We have Charles Mason as our deathmatch champion as a heel. And we're going to see a lot of fun wrestlers come in from all over the world in deathmatch wrestling to try to get that title off of him. We have a really fun title in the 24-7 that has meaning behind it. And after this, we're going to start with more of like the off um, Mm -hmm. camera. Because remember, it, it opens up two weeks before the episode. Right. After this pay-per-view, we're going to get more into that. I just wanted to establish it on the episodes first. Yeah. Uh, the Iconics have it. Then um, we have a top... I mean, uh, it's, a, it's a... I know it's an oxymoron, but we do have a top jobber in Enzo Amore. He is, and he has a lot of heat. From, yeah. He has a lot of heat. People are invested in watching again this ass speech of what you need from a person who has a lot of heat. It's like Baron Corbin. I want to see Baron Corbin fucking lose. So it's like, you know, whenever you have someone that you don't like, that you want to see lose, it makes it just that much sweeter mm-hmm. when they fucking lose. Right. And he's putting in enough of an effort in this match where it's like he has some cachet as a wrestler. And as and you know, as Baron Corman in the Miz has taught us through years, it's like if you're good enough on the mic and you protect yourself well enough, mm-hmm. you you're still gonna get booed even after even as you lose and lose and lose and lose. Right. Uh we have Mason Charles Mason's probably gonna be our top heel on the men's side. Which uh, makes Leo, sense because I've seen who the heat he gets at live shows. Yeah. Boy, that man gets some heat. Yeah, because Leo Rush and Darius Carter. Or it's kind of like a best man wins babyface mm. versus babyface match. Whereas like the Mercedes Monet comes in as bit as more of a tweener. Yeah. Into a babyface, like solidly at the end. It's a straight babyface versus babyface, Leo Rush versus Darius Carter. Mm. And Leo Rush ends up being our top babyface. And then we're gonna move on to Hammerstone. Next, who's gonna be our monster heel for our first like contender for Leo Rush to face? Because Hammerstone, while not on the pay-per-view, does have some street cred beating Minoru Suzuki and is still fresh because he did it at the go home show. Right. So we have our top baby face in Leo Rush. We have our next challenge heel challenger in Alex Hammerstone for the uh, men's world title. We have Monet. Um, our next, who's going to face Ronda Rousey, mm-hmm. top heel versus top baby face. We have Charles Mason, who's going to be on the, I mean, for them on the woman's side, Charles Mason, our top heel on the men's side, who's going to be facing all comers for the title. 
for the deathmatch title, and then you know just twenty four seven bollocks to look forward yeah, to. Right. And Josh Barnett is also established as our like special attraction. He's not going to wrestle much, but when he does wrestle, it's going to be a blood sport match. That makes sense. I actually really like that setup. Yeah. And so, that's, did you name your first pay per view? Bonkers at the Red Rocks. Bonkers at the. I like that. Bonkers at the Red Rocks makes a lot of yeah. sense. Okay. So, I already have my pay per view. Wait, are you going to review mine? Oh, you want me you to want review me? yours? A, a little. I, I mean, I want so some thoughts on it. Here's what I think about yours. If there's if there was a promotion where you were giving a boatload of money, this is exactly what the fuck I think you would do. <laughs> <laughs> what I heard, while it sounds maddening, and out of this fucking world, like, the idea of just Josh Barnett versus Enzo Amore sounds like the most ridiculous shit, especially when you think of fucking blood sport matches being technical fucking like you know ground wrestling fist that is right. i mean it can only remember it can only be one through submission or knockout right that is nothing i think of enzo amore there is right. none of that with him so it's funny to watch him out of his own zone and the idea of him running around and running away while cutting a promo on a mic is like in the, the mall of america in the mall of america is the funniest shit in the world um, I love Enzo Amore being that type of heel because he what that takes me back to him in 205 Live, yes, and I think that's amazing. The death match, I think everything is really properly set, even the certain shit that I don't really care about, like anything with Ronda Rousey, I don't really, you know, I'm not here for, <laughs> but your show brings me something I want to watch. Like, I want to watch Monet and Ronda, like, we only saw them once, yeah, we There's had a brief. Face yeah. off, and like, what is pro wrestling except you know juxtaposing expectations, skewering expectation? That's why we have Enzo in a blood sport match. That's right. why we have Yuka upsetting um, Ronda Rousey. I love the idea of Yuka upsetting Ronda because I would never book it. I would never have thought about it. It's yeah, um, I love it. I do also wonder what the fuck your backstage looks like. Listen. I am so fucking concerned with my backstage. And you know what? Mind your fucking business. It's going to be great. They're going to love it. Everybody's going to have fun. Not everybody's going to be backstage at once. Remember, not everybody's on every fucking card. We have Josh Barnett as a sheriff. It's going to be fine. But also, he got a sheriff, an announcer. That's a lot of shit to put on that man. How much are you paying Josh Barnett to do all these jobs? Enough. Enough. Um, <laughs> but he's not like he's not the official sheriff. He's he's so he's not getting paid. Uh, he's just gonna keep order. So he's an Josh Burnett under- doesn't need to be paid to be the sheriff. Should- he's he exists backstage, and people are like, "I love you. Please don't hurt me." I think what you have is an amazing promotion. That's gonna be you know what it is. Car crash technical TV. It's the first of its kind. Like how. Raw and everything back in like the 2000s was car crash TV or early 2000s, late 90s was car crash TV. Yours is car crash TV because we're going to want to watch to see when does the shit hit the fan, but it don't. So then it's the thing of the fact like, oh, it don't, but then it's technically good, but then it's still like, what the fuck is this? It's like a mixture of like all the emotions at once. 
I have created something designed for to fail, designed for chaos, <laughs> designed for catastrophe. I've had enough of this fucking fighting for television rating nerdy <laughs> nonsense. Okay, I'm throwing all that shit to the side. You should make it on TV. I'm a fucking rock star, and the promotion reflects <laughs> the promoter. All right, it will die engulfed in flames, standing at the edge of a cliff while shooting desert eagles into the air, swinging its fucking dick in the breeze. Okay? <laughs> you all want to live in a world where these fucking overtly online geeks get dunked on over and over again, but none of you have the courage to see it through. None of you have the courage to stand up against these Twitter trolls and say, fuck you, I am beautiful. I am the dark side of the ring. Okay, I don't give a shit about your critiques or concerns. I am going to create something purely for me and purely for enjoyment. And I don't care about any of your concerns or leaks or dirt sheets Ooh. or backstage like chicanery nonsense. This is going on Instagram. We found our Instagram clip for the episode. Jack's Bonkers Pro Wrestling Pro. <laughs> Welcome to Bonkers Pro Wrestling, bitch. <laughs> Honestly, I'm giving you. I'm giving you an A. Oh, thank you. I'll give you your whole booking like an A. Not gonna lie, I really don't care for the Brooklyn Brawler, Gilbert shit, but the fact that it's building this chicken shit who gets his comeuppance, it gets his comeuppance in the most brutal of ways. Yes. Is something where I'm just like, okay, I can see it. Mm -hmm. My only thing is the death, um, the Bloodsport match. Does that happen? Like, how do you have that? That like, because you know you got to take the ropes and shit off. Yeah. So, where do you have that placed in the card for the show that it's happening on? Because it either got to be the first match or got to be the last match. Because to take off the ropes mid-match and then put the ropes back on well, we have, and make sure you put them tight enough where people can... Like, Barnett has to return to the announce table. It's going to take a little bit of time. Um, I would say pretty... You know what? So we'll have... You know, you're right. I'm going to have the Iconics jump. Um, jumping David Arquette backstage after... Uh, after that match. Because it's going to take longer to put on than it is to take off. Right. Because taking like, off. We can take that off like during entrances. Um, yeah. It's the putting but, it back together for safety purposes. Yeah. Putting it back on. Iconics jump David are kept backstage. Take turns beating them up as they do that. Um, they put the ropes back on. So then we go Mason versus Callahan. Deathmatch. Rousey versus Effie. Monet versus Yuki. Mm -hmm. Okay. I like that. So, I'm giving you an A. I'm giving your book into okay. A. Yeah, Jack. I like that. So, all right. So, my pay-per-view's booked up. It's just that last go-home episode that I'm having a little that I'm having a little weird footing at. But you know what? We're going to do it here. We're going to do this live. Because also, I don't like filler. <laughs> That's where my issue comes from. So, our first show, ECW Arena. I'm an ECW fanboy. It's where I got this love. Okay. It's okay. here. No, I'm it's with here. it. I'm so, with the, the show, and look at me, I have a book like I'm TK. 
Um, show starts with me, the owner, in the ring. And I always remember when Paul Heyman stood in the ring in the middle of the ECW arena. <laughs> and ECW just there with his hat on. And I'm cutting the promo, basically. It's a simple promo. It's the only time you'll see me on the show. Ever. I don't want to be a character. But it is, this is not your regular entertainment. This is not where you come for your sports entertainment. This ring is sacred. What we do here is meaningful. And what we're trying to do is something against the curve. If you want something where you just want your wrestling, I want to welcome you to Revolutionary Pro Club. Nice. That's how it goes. My opening song and the song for the show, T.I., what you know about that? Because I feel <laughs> that's the perfect song to go with the show. <laughs> perfect song. So after we do the credits, show opens, crowd. We like to get the crowd hype. Got the crowd going hype. We have we go straight to our announced team of Match Striker and Veda Sky. They are talking about what we are here to be a part of, what you're a part of in Revolutionary Pro Club. We talk about our tournaments that will be going on for our men's and women's belts. The Revolutionary Club Pro Heavyweight Championship and Women's Championship. Main reason why those are the two tournaments, the other belts will come along in time, but the main focus is our two belts. Who's our lead woman? Who's our lead man? So, the tournaments are announced like this. Mustafa Ali versus Amazing Red which is just in-ring going to be fucking fantastic. That's great, yeah. Darius Lockhart versus Mance Warner. Alex Zane versus Zach Gibson of Grizzled Young Vets. So not both of them are in the tournament, but Zach Gibson is okay. in it. Main reason, I remember Zach Gibson being in the UK, uh, NXT UK belt like tournament. And I was like, I really like him as a sing- as more of the single person from Grizzled Young Vets. So I just want to push him more. And then... Last match for the men's is Leon Ruff versus Brian Keith. Why? I just felt like it. <laughs> Leon, okay. For the women's, we have Trisha Dore versus Mickey James. We have Kylie Ray versus Maki Ito. And this is this is like the first taping, right? It's not the yeah, first. Yeah, this episode. is so this is this first one's gonna be is our first taping, which is two episodes. Okay. But this is just them running down the card of like what's gonna happen for the tournament. So we got Maki Kylie Ray versus Maki Ito, Maxi Impaler versus Marty Bell, Allison K versus Charlotte Renegade of Renegade Twins. So for the first episode, what we're gonna have is Mustafa Ali versus Amazing Red, Darius Lockhart versus Mance Warner, Kylie Ray versus Maki Ito, and we're gonna have Trisha Dora versus Mickey James. We will also have Maxi Impaler versus Marty Bell. You will see why in a few. <laughs> so, from there, them talking about it, they're saying, let's get straight into the promotion. TV cuts. And it cuts to Darius Lockhart cutting, cutting a promo about being a revolutionary. What does it mean to be a revolutionary and to be the face of the revolution? And being the face of the revolution means I am the Revolutionary Pro Club World Heavyweight Champion, champion with him making his entrance to the ring. That plays into his music, him coming out. Everybody's chanting for him with their fist up in the air as he is. That's always been him as I am a revolutionary. So he fits the aesthetic instantly of the name of it. His first match is against Mance Warner. Mance makes his way down. 
they shake hands. That's not customary in us. We're not H, uh, you know, we're not Ring of Honor. You don't have to shake hands. There's no but like they, honor code. No, but they have a respect between one, one another, being independent okay. wrestlers. It's so only like a baby face, baby face match. Baby face, baby face. Yeah. So they have a great match. Technical. Darius wins. As Darius is celebrating and just you know soaking it in, you hear Mustafa Ali on the on the microphone. Mustafa Ali's not even coming out to a full entrance. He's just walking down, but cutting a promo in. So Mustafa Ali had like make America Ali like type of character where he was just like almost like a um, a right wing like Republican character talking about, you know, I'm going to make America great or I'm going to make this great. And it's him talking about I'm going like not in fully America great, but it's him kind of being like an interpretation of that type of character for Ali. Like people like me have never been allowed to be great here. Like he did that and Fox shut it down from the WWE. I'm letting him cut that here. It's like him walking about, I could never be great in other places where they wouldn't let me be great, but I'm going to be the face of a revolution that no one's ever seen. A revolution that's never been put anywhere. He's not even having music. He's in his ring tire because his match is next. Okay. But he's cutting this. And then he gets into the face of Darius Darius Lockhart and says, once again, this revolution is going to be made in my image. Not the image of someone like you. <laughs> and they get into it with amazing red coming out. I don't I don't waste time. We get into the grips. I'm leaving, okay. I'm leaving, I'm I'm leaving most of my comments for the end. I do just want to say um Lockhart technical versus Mance Warner Brawler is a fucking incredible just matchup. It's like just very, very good book. I, mm. I that's a really cool matchup. Um, and Mustafa Ali as his character is also very cool. So Mustafa Ali and Amazing Red have a match. Acrobatic uh, themes going on here, which is cool for Parasa. Yes, go. So Amazing Red, Ali, high flying match. Acrobatic, flippy yeah. shit, spins and flips. We fucks with it, but it kind of goes to like Ali taking a shortcut in injuring. Amazing red, like going after his knees. Okay. So it's like he like dodges, like say, I want to say like a flip, like off the rope, you know, like a backflip off the rope, and then just look, just chop blocks amazing red in the back of the knee. And then it's just going after it to the point he does a, a 450 onto amazing red's knee and then just puts him in like an Indian death lock for him to tap out, but holds it after the bell. To the point, like, Amazing Red is helped off. Like, we have someone injured and helped off. Yes. Kind of a somber tone set by Matt Striker because he's good at that shit. <laughs> and then we go to a break. We cut back to just a break that's, like, five, ten minutes. Because each one of these recordings is, like, an, like an hour. So it's, like, 15-minute matches. Like, we just getting these off real quick. Ten to 15 minutes. We cut back to Maki Ito being kawaii, you know, just doing a little kawaii <laughs> thing. And then she's kind of having this innocent kind of cute off with Kylie Ray, which I think from two characters who are just kind of like bubbly, I'm happy, but also go fuck yourself, is just like a perfect mix, a perfect mixture. Kylie Ray goes over on Makito because Kylie Ray's really fucking good. <laughs> um, from there, we kind of have Kylie Ray celebrating, but as she gets to the top of our ramp, 
you hear Maxine Paler's music pass. It just starts to play. And it's kind of like these two ships passing each other of like Kylie Ray looking over her shoulder. And then she looks over her shoulder. There's Max right there. Yeah. I, that's a money. <laughs> that's a, it's the big monster just coming. Mm-hmm. And as she's coming in, she gets to the ring. Marty Bell comes down. She's at the top of the ramp with Allison Kay. And Marty and Allison Kay is trying to hype her up. Marty Bell gets her ass ran over. Yes. I mean, we are in and out three minutes. I mean, we are not full on squash match. Full on squash match, which is why I have five matches. Because <laughs> I wanted it to be rough. I wanted it to just be tough to watch. <laughs> Max and Paler just runs her over. And then the last match of the show is going to be Brian Key versus Leon Ruff. I want this to kind of be a heart, uh, kind of like getting the heart spot. Like we have our kind of like underdog mentality character of Leon Ruff, where he's just not going down easy. Brian Keefe is bringing it to him. Before the match, Brian Keefe does his bouncy his bouncy hunter gimmick, where he's like, I'm always here to collect gold. He holds up the sign that has like the title belt on it. It's like, you have to come to, co- you know, reward for collecting this. He knows where he has to go and collect. He's in this tournament. I want to get a good 10-minute match where it's a lot of heart trying to, like, comeback spots for Leon Ruff. But it does just show, like, Brian Keith is a beast. Leon Ruff is kind of like our little Spike Dudley. They end off the show with him just tipping the hat to Leon Ruff because he's like, you gave me a hell of, you know, you have a hell of a heart there. You got some fight in you, kid. That's how we end our first. That's our first episode. First episode. That's the end of our yes. That's the end of our first episode. And remind me, you're booking three episodes here, three episodes in a pay per view. Three episodes in pay per view because we do bi-weekly. Yeah, bi-weekly recordings. So four shows total. Yes. Cool. So now we're getting into our second episode. Once again, theme plays, credits. It's a lovely start to the show. We're getting into Allison K versus Charlotte Renegade of the Renegade. Right into the graphs again. Right into the crap. So we don't waste no time. We don't waste no- but um, what I want from this match is the twins are doing twin magic. They're, you know, one one's getting her ass beat. She might roll to the end to the outside real quick, switch it with the other sister, get a little bit of the upper hand. But what ends up happening is Marty Bell, her tag team partner who got squashed by Maxine Peller, comes out and right as they're about to switch, she ends up pointing it out to the referee, like, hey, look. They're fucking cheating. Catch them. As that kind of gets broken up, Allison K gets a quick victory. This is about 10, 15 minutes. From there, like they almost go to jump Allison, but they they walk back. We're starting to build our first woman tag team feud. Just a little start, a little spark to the ember. Nothing too crazy. From there, we go to like a recap of what happened with Amazing Red. We kind of do like a little package in the back. You see him kind of like being escorted away. You see some people like Mance Warner, Alex Zane, just there by the ambulance, just like, this is fucked up. Ali reinstates again. Sometimes you have to do anything by any means. No revolution comes by just playing within the by playing within, you know, the margins. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just look at him just like, what a dick. <laughs> so then Alex Zane starts to head to the ring for his match against Zach Gibson of Grizzled Young Vets. They have a really good match because Zach Gibson's way more of a technical type of brawler. Uh, Alex Zane ends up winning with like a pin, like um, 
I would almost say a seatbelt pin. It catches okay. a victory like that. I love me a good seatbelt pin. As he gets as he gets the win, the other member of Grizzly Young Vets slide in. They start whooping Alex Zane's ass. To the point they're about to pilmanize him, but Mance Warner runs down to save him. And be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what is going on? You have Darius Lockhart do a promo as a rebuttal to Mustafa Ali. And he tells him, you've had opportunity. You've made it farther in places than I've ever been. The only reason why your revolution never happened is because you're just not as good. You're just basically, like, they're taking the shots at one another of just, like, you're not on my level. My revolution has been built from the ground. Yours ended to some crazy sensation. Basically, Kofi Mania. Letting him know, like, you can't be mad at the fact that no one wanted to stand behind you. Don't take this out everybody. Exactly. Now, this leads to our main event. We only have three matches on this card for the second table. Because the last match is going to be a 30-minute women's main event between Trisha Dora and Mickey James. I'm giving them 30 minutes. <laughs> I want to, one, have the package of Mickey James talking about who she's been in regards to women getting a spotlight in wrestling. You know, getting more getting more women to want to become wrestlers, being in different organizations, even at her age, what it is to still be at a height in this game and how that's a revolution, how that's like revolutionary. Then you go to Trisha Dora, who cuts this promo on who she is, what her background, where she comes from, why she does what she's done, being a Pan-African champion, all of that, and saying that this is her making the linchpin for her being a revolutionary. They have an amazing match with Trisha Dora coming out. And the show's going to end with Trisha Dora just standing in the ring, fist in the air, and that's how we close for our second taping, our second for our first taping. That's Trish it. has her fist in the air. Just Trish has her fist in the air. Ooh. With a hand oh. behind her back. And it's kind of like Trish and Darius are kind of connected. So there's some because, foreshadowing going on here. Yes, yeah, so that they're both okay. in the same type of like, they have the same yeah. thread, same thought process. And they and they could be connected in some way. But nothing so, for sure. We've never seen them around each other yet. But it is, that's how the show ends. So now we're getting into our second recording, our second batches of recording. So this is episode three. Episode three starts off with Grizzly Young Vets cutting a promo, talking to Mantorn, saying, sticking your nose in business that does not concern you may get something of yours broken. If I was you, I'd be very cautious going forward. Okay. Know how to stay stay in your place. In your place is is not in any of the business that concerns the Grizzly Young Vets. They cut their promo. Okay. Go to the opening song. You have Veda Scott welcoming everybody to the new episode. Veda yeah. Scott is like, we cannot wait for you guys to see these first matches. Again, it as she's talking, it's cut off by Ali. We have not even heard Ali's music yet. We don't know if he has a Titan Tron or nothing. Ali is just coming well, like out that. talking. Like he's like, Veda, Veda, I know you're talking about something that no one cares about. <laughs> he comes out just almost like no one cares about. But just like how I showed last week, there's no room in this new revolution for old, outdated models. There is no like how he took out 
Amazing Red. You know, Amazing Red being one of the most, his, you know, on the indies, a historic high flyer. Someone who pretty much has an imprint everywhere. He's like, I'm trying to get rid of the old. And he's like, I'm trying to get rid of the useless and some of the stuff that's just not necessary. Like you, Darius Blockhart. You're not necessary in this industry. You're not needed here. You talk about me, where have you ever done? And it's just like them getting into it. And he's like, I am here to be the beginning of a revolution unlike anything else. And there's not one damn person who's going to stop me. Alex Zane is his opponent. Another good high flyer type of match. But Alex Zane is beat up from the Grizzly Young Vets attack. Ali takes advantage of it again. This time it's more of a shoulder injury for Alex Zane, but Ali capitalizes on it, wears him down, makes him submit. Works just like how he works the limb. Yeah. But as the bell rings, you can see the Grizzly Young Vets hop the barricade. And they're like surrounding the ring. And it looks like, and Ali's looking at them. And he just puts his hand up like this and just rolls out the ring. Yeah. And backs up. They go to town on Alex Zane. Beating him with chairs, everything. Mance runs out. But this time, Zach Gibson has a brass device. As soon as Mance, after Mance attacks his other partner, he turns around, bam, right in the jaw. Mance is down. They pulmonize Alex Zane's shoulder. <laughs> and they just leave them there and they're standing there celebrating. Ruthless beat down. We cut to Veda talking about catching basically catching up with Mickey James after her match. Mickey James is talking about matches like the one that she had with Trisha Dora, the matches that keep her so trapped in this game. Don't matter how old she gets, those matches where whether she wins or loses, but someone has the most amazing night of their career. Those are the matches that make her. That's why she's still here all this time is to help this industry and these women to keep going and growing farther. And it's just her talking about how much she loves pro wrestling. That leads to our next match. This is my, my, what, my first big money match that I'm excited to put on. Max the Impaler versus Kylie Ray to see who goes on to the next round. Let's <laughs> see who goes on. I want that to be physical. I want Kylie Ray to like she's gonna have some fire comeback spots. Of course. But at the end, she just cannot deal with the brutality oh. of Max the Impaler. Yeah, I was cheering for Impaler here. Yeah. Max is pretty much like I'm trying to think of what wrestler I would compare to that makes sense. That was just like a runaway monster. I want to say, uh, like, like Max. Funkasaurus. What? Funkasaurus. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. No, I kind of want to build Max as like, like she's like having like a heel version of the Warlow come up. Like when Warlow, like everybody's getting okay. behind it, but it's kind of like a heel woman version where it's just like, I'm going to power bomb these girls. I'm going to throw them through the stuff. Like, I'm, I, and there's not, nothing anybody can do about it. And there's nothing you can do about it. Like, if you get me down, you better hope your shot is good enough to keep me down. Cause no one, is. I almost want to say like Umaga, like how Umaga was Ooh, at nice. one point. Yes. Like, she's got, I'm building her like a Umaga where it's just like, nothing can stop me. After the match, 
Kylie Ray's still laying in the ring. Mickey James comes down to be the old mentor to pick her up, kind of get her up, get her back together. Just be like, you did a great job. They cut backstage. It's Ali once again just saying, you see what I'm doing to these people? You see what I'm doing to these people who don't understand what it's like to actually stick to a vision, who doesn't understand what it's like to go through the hard times. I'm putting them I'm putting them where they need to be out of the picture. I'm the only one that matters here. I'm the only one who will ever matter here. This is my company. This is my revolution. We go on to the next episode. Next I mean to the next match. The next match, see who goes on to the finals, is going to be Brian Keith versus Darius Lockhart. Well, I have Darius Lockhart going over. And I have Darius Lockhart going over in a really good match, a fun match. And that's how the show's also going to end. It's just Darius Lockhart after he gets the submission. Oh, well, actually, he gets the pin. I'm not going to have him do the submission. After he gets the pin, it's just him celebrating in the middle of the ring. So what we have now is you have Bryant, you have Darius Lockhart moving on to the finals, which is going to be sent up Darius Lockhart versus Ali. And that's going to be our... Pro Evolutionary Club Heavyweight Championship match. That ends taping number three. So, <clears throat> now we go to taping number four. Now, taping five and six is where I'm having an issue <laughs> Because I'm just like, this is, this is a lot of filler. <laughs> like this, I, I may make a change here. Don't want to do this too much. But I think I'm just going to leave it at like two recordings for my paper. <laughs> Okay. Because I realized, like, oh, shit, we don't have much titles to, like, <laughs> But, uh, so, this one is going to start off with a recap of the show. Veda Scott talking about everything that happened in the show in regards to the attack on Alex Zane, in regards to the attack, I mean, the attack on Alex Zane and Mance Warner from Grizzly Young Vets. They cut to a promo. Mance Warner is cutting, he's cutting the promo. He's, like, in the most country type of, like, Hard worker red nose way of man's one saying, You want to fuck with me? You want to do this? You want to do weapons with me? All right, cool. Fucking run that shit. Exactly. How about this? Let's do a death match, tag team death match at the pay per view. Me and Alex Zane versus my language now. (laughs) Me and Alex Zane versus Grizzly Young Fest. Death match. We're going to teach you something. We're going to teach you how to address people, how to deal with people, go head to head and face to face people. When we fuck you up, you're going to know who fucked you up. <laughs> and it won't be from behind. And that sets up my second match, which is Alex Zane Man's Warner Death Deathmatch with Grizzly Young Vets. Which I think is <laughs> I'm excited for. Yeah. Now, where this leads me now is now we're setting up for our final match on the women's bracket, which is going to be Trisha Dora versus Allison Kay. It's kind of anticlimactic because <laughs> I think we both know right, Trisha Dora wins. Trisha Dora wins, sending her off to the finals where it's going to be Trisha Dora versus Maxie Impaler for the women's belt, which is a fantastic match if you ask me. But also within this, right after the match, they cut backstage. Her and Marty Bell are there. The Renegade Twins don't jump them. 
the Renegade Twins come up to them and they said, we want to match against you because you interfered in our business. And we'll see you at the pay-per-view. So we have a second women's match for the pay-per-view. Renegade Twins versus Allison K. Marty Bell. Both are already tag teams. I feel like we have a good setup there. We cut to a we cut to a promo of Mickey James helping out Kylie Ray. And then Kylie Ray kind of pushing Mickey away. Of just like, while I appreciate it, I didn't ask for this. And it's just kind of like Mickey wants to be this leader, but not everybody taking her as the leader. Like everybody kind of wants to do everything their own way. Mm. I need what AEW says these young kids do. <laughs> I need what... So it's like what a what a lot of people complain that the young kids do in AEW. <laughs> so it's kind of like Mickey feeling a little jaded, and it's building something for later on where Mickey can kind of be like, "You ungrateful little." runs of this litter but it's uh it's not nothing yet but it's mickey starting to feel a little slighted now we cut to a segment again it's not in the ring it's more of a grizzled heel mickey james you see the vision you see the vision yes i'm picking up what you're putting down (laughs) so we cut to backstage right in backstage they're having a segment the segment is pretty much Ali and Darius Lockhart at a table with the belt in the middle. The belt's covered. You just see, like, the, you know, little cloth that they usually keep all the belts covered in. The belt's covered. And it's just them having the conversation of, like, why don't you respect me? And Ali just tells him, you don't, un- you want me to respect you, and you haven't even gone through half of the hell that I've been through in my career. Imagine you were supposed to get a WrestleMania match and then it gets taken away from you because of an injury you had no control over. Imagine you watch somebody else get their moment and your moment taken away. The best being the ones with a reason. Yes. He's like, you want me to, you want to know why I want to create this revolution in my image? Because my opportunity to make a legendary, a legendary moment was taken away from me. And made an image of someone else. And every time I gave something that was unique, one of a kind, out of this world, it was belittled by an old man who couldn't even tell me left from right. <laughs> so don't come and complain to me. And then that's when Darius be like, you want to tell me, you, you see what industry we're in? Where people like me don't really get all the opportunities that they deserve until we have to wait 11 years? And we have to wait for somebody to have a freak accident to maybe get our moment in the sun. No, no, no. See, I don't want to have to wait 10, 11, 15 years to get my moment in the sun. I want my moment in the sun today. I want my moment in the sun to come the same time it would come for anybody else in this locker room when they're hot and they're ready. And I'm hot and ready right now. I am on top of the world. Caesar pizza. I am at the peak of my powers right now. And there's not a damn thing you or anybody else can do with it, it do with me and tell me I am not the face of this revolution. See now, and I'm so excited just to see who's going to win this, who you're going to have win. And then we cut back to the ring. We have one last match to end the show. And the last match to end the show is going to be Brian Keith versus Zach Gibson. Just as a match to have, which I just think is like, I just want to end with a match. I don't want to end with segments. I want to have wrestling on my show. Yeah. 
And I have right, I have Zach Gibson winning by nefarious means. Nefarious means. Little low blow kick when nobody's paying attention. You know, a little cheating. But then that sets up him and his partner for the Grizzly Young Vets and them having a kind of like a brawl with Alexander Mansworn, and that's how the show goes off there. So we already have Maxie Impaler versus Trisha Dora. After Trisha Dora's match, I forgot to mention, Maxie Impaler comes into the ring, and they have this stare down where it's like Max is like this looming oversized figure <laughs> like Trisha Dora. And it's just like this face of like this monster of just like in her face, just yeah, breathing. those dead eyes that like Max and those, does exactly. So, so you have that, you have Mustafa Ali versus Darius Lockhart for the championship belt. You have the death match, and then you have the women's tag team match. We have only four matches on this pay per view. I don't yeah, want. I had, I had the same for mine. Mm-hmm. I, I, so. I had five if you include the twenty four seven match. Okay. I like that. Yeah. So this goes into our first show, which is called Revolutionary Club Pro Presents Ascension. Which is like these people are all ascending to where they need to be. It's not the greatest thing. It's cool. <laughs> but the first match is gonna be the women's tag team match. Which I think is just cool. You know, nice little starter. Nothing too crazy. The next match is the death match. And I'm expecting all kind of crazy shit. We're talking panes, glass, yes, tables. Give it to me. Thumbtacks. Fuck me up. Uh, <laughs> barbed wire chairs. Yep. And I want at least one announcer table spot, which is Alex Zane jumping from like the corner post of the ring to the announcer table. It's a classic for a reason. Clean. But <laughs> I, have, I have Grizzly Young Vets winning. Because they're a team. They know how to be a team. Even though they're facing a bunch of baby faces, uh, these two baby faces, they've never teamed the way Grizzly Young Vets have teamed. So I want the Grizzly Young Vets to pick up that match. Bloody, it's nasty, but it's a holy shit show. <laughs> also, there's a part where I want Mance wanting to light a table on fire. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? <laughs> of course. The second match is going to be Trisha Dora versus Maxi and Pele. That match, first of all, I want both of them to have very special entrances. I want Max and like almost come out like Vader, like how Vader when he was in Japan, like he had the whole yeah. No, I've, I want I want Max to have her version of that. Cool, their version, hey, their version. Excuse me, their version of that. <laughs> and then I want Trisha Dora to come down. Almost, I want Trisha Dora to look like she came out of like a black comic book like a black superhero comic book like not like too much but just like like she is like the superhero versus the supervillain like i want this to feel like almost like superman versus doomsday yeah and talking 30 minutes like 30 to 35 minutes full out sprint like just full out sprint hardcore hard hitting but it ends with max passing out in a submission not max tapping like you didn't really make them submit they just couldn't go any longer like kind of like that nikki cross like passing out to oscar like with a smile on her face yes and i wanted to be that way 
it's like and I want Trish to be so exhausted. It's like you're trying to get her to stand up to get the belt, but she's just laying there. She's just laying in the middle of the ring because she's been through a war. Yeah. And Trish Dorian is our first world, uh, first women's champion. Leading me to my the match I am so proud of. <laughs> we finally hear Mustafa Ali's music. We finally see his entrance. He has a long robe kind of like... Um, Damn. I don't know if you know the embassy robe like that Jimmy Rave. Is it Jimmy Rave? That Jimmy Rave used to come out to. Came come out with. Actually, uh-huh. Swerve wore it at all in at all in when he did the uh, match with him, Sting, Christian, and Darby, the coffin match. That was Jimmy Rave's old robe. I want Mustafa Ali to come out with something like that. Okay. Like his own garment robe. Look like it's bejeweled. He has his music playing. He has his flag. That has like his that says the, the revolution is here, like of him just walking down in his music. Like this is Ali's moment. That's how I want him to treat this. Yeah. Darius Lockhart comes in, comes in. He's ready. The whole crowd is standing with him when he stands in the crowd with his fist like this. The whole crowd is standing with him. It is a heated environment. These men are going back and forth for thirty minutes. A 30-minute match okay. where Ali ends up cheating. Oh, shame. And Ali James. Ali is the first champion. So you're you're giving you're you have a heel champion to start your program. I have a heel champion. Because I do think there is this thing of the babyface climb back to yeah. like obtain it. And Ali yeah, I mean, the best being, thing about a babyface. Uh, champion is the chase for the title. Exactly, and I hate to say this because real life does fa- does, you know, did influence me when Ali last week announced um, his free agent bookings, and just seeing how quickly everything sold the fuck out. Like GCW sold out for his appearances, a whole bunch of them were sold out for his appearances, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta go with the high end. I gotta go with the high hand. No, absolutely. So yeah. uh, the show will end with Ali standing there with his flag that says, "I am the face of the revolution," with the belt in the other hand. Perfect. Yeah, it's a perfect ending. What do you think, sir? I'm, I'm, I, I, I definitely get some, got some. I know there's some critiques that could be made. Not the great. Um, well, that. first, I do love how our promotions perfectly reflect what we love about professional wrestling. Um, and Absolutely. like, I, yeah, and it's like the way you still love mine, I still love yours, although it's not our cup of tea, let's say. Yeah. Um, we can still find fun in it, we, and we can oh, still yeah. find reasons to watch it. I think you're you followed a more traditional route in terms of like you have a more traditional matchups like you yeah. know you have your monster versus sweet baby face you're you have your um uh you have your like i'm creating a revolution idea you have you know putting tag teams together to base a traditional tag team um and but you also you put your own spin on it, particularly with the revolutionary one and Ali mm-hmm. doing what would like 
be a, a you know kind of a, a heel white guy's character and putting it into his hands is fascinating. I think um I need a little bit more to like grab me. Right. Like especially in the mid card. Yeah. There's not like I just don't see a hook in the mid card. I don't see a hook outside of the world titles. Yeah, I do have to work on that. I agree. Mm-hmm. I can agree with that. I mean, I think what I'm most excited for is Max the Impaler's run and their world title match. Mm-hmm. Even if Max the Impaler is not winning, I think that's going to be the best match. But you've added like some really deep themes, which I was excited for at the beginning. You've added a lot of deep themes here to professional wrestling that are usually like steered away from and deeper ideas. And you get, uh, you know, you're, you got Oscar bait. You have a, a Oscar bait professional wrestling promotion. And that's not an insult. It's a compliment. I take that as a compliment. Shit. We get Oscar. I'm down for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then further than the line, you have like Trisha Dora and Lockhart solidifying their partnership. And I'm all for it. If you had to grade it, what would you grade? So I'm going to use my traditional out of 10. Because I have to. Um, I'm very interested. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.8 out of 10. I gladly will take that. Yeah. That's like a B minus. That's a B minus. I'm cool with a B minus. This shit was so fucking hard, too. Because every time I went to book something, I realized that that person was already busy with something else or had a match that night that tied them up. Legit, because I did the Mance Warner, because I did the injury spot with uh, Amazing Red, then I was just like, oh, fuck. I can't do a mid-card title. Right. right now. And you can't use Amazing Red. Right. So who was supposed like, to be a star. Right. But the idea was Ali became so hated because he attacked Amazing Red. So now I'm like, ah. Fuck. Yeah, like you need him to be that person. To you need right. Amazing Red to, in order to put over all the major, but now you can't use Amazing Red. Right, because my the first match I wanted to book was going to be a three way for our mid card title, which is going to be Leon Ruff, Amazing Red, and Brian Keith. That's my thing too. Is I I'm, I have zero excitement for a Leon Ruff Brian Keith match. I just don't think they go together well. I also don't really like Leon Ruff. So there is like subjectivity going on here. No, I understand that. But that was the thing. It was like Amazing Red and Brian Keith in that match would be enough. Where it's just like, okay, we have enough to work around. If anybody didn't like Brian, uh, uh, Leon Ruff, mm-hmm. he'd be good. But it's tough. It's very tough. Like, honestly, I respect Booker's even more now. And we didn't even get into like, like times or... Um, in possible injuries that can happen. We, no. like, we didn't have to worry about any of that shit. Yeah, and it goes back to like what we were talking about this last week. It's like this has to be one of the hardest artistic endeavors anybody can put on themselves. Fifty-two weeks a year, mm-hmm. two and times it, a fucking week. In the case of AEW and WWE, it's live. You have yeah. massive productions to go with it. And, like, we're struggling just to get creative ideas that don't interfere with each other. And we have eight people. I'm like, damn, maybe eight people ain't enough. I see. And I that's what I thought, too. It's like, you look at it, you see eight men, eight women. That's 16 people. Okay? 
So on any given night, you can have 16, wait, you can have, yeah, you can have eight matches on any given fucking night. Let it's alone, like, we're allowed to bring in, you know, special guest stars. Yeah. Which I know someone's going to bring this up in the comments. Like, I know Minoru Suzuki is not a free agent. Dean and I discussed mm. this. Minoru Suzuki is like the free parking of professional wrestling. Yeah. Like, he, he shows up fucking everywhere except for WWE and he loses the matches and he never loses any prestige. And it seems like New Japan doesn't give a fuck because it's Minoru Suzuki and he's earned that right. Yeah. Very yeah. true. Isn't it? But great? yeah. So we'll, we can bring in a free agent whenever we want to. And yeah. still, it's it doesn't seem like enough. But it's. But you can't bring in more people because then you have to take care of the more people. Like, I left Mandy Rose out of my entire first six weeks. Oh, shit. Isn't she one of your people? Yeah. Mandy Rose has... Mandy Rose is eliminated in in that woman's battle royal. Right. It didn't make sense for her to, like, be in the rest of this week. And she's supposed to be one of my top stars. And she's going to be. But she she makes one appearance in six weeks, in six months, I should say. I kid you not. When doing this, I was just like, I can understand how complicated this can be if you're never in that shoe. If you're never in the shoes of someone who has to book it. Yes. Like, you can just be someone who's just like, why don't you book them? But then you have to look into the show, you have to be like, what actually makes sense? Yeah, it's like, where did Mandy Rose go? It's like, fuck, like, I want her on the show too, but like, there's just no, there's no space for her right now. How many times did we say this? With something like AEW just alone. Right. Where is this like, what what and, happened to them? It just didn't work into our plans right now. And then, then we'd be like, oh, that's bull. And then when you actually book a show, you'd be like, yeah, you know what? He, he ain't fucking lying. Oh, I see what's going on here now. <laughs> you know, this is a lot harder than it looks. This is a lot yeah. harder. I mean, Alley Cat too. I mean, Alley Cat is Yo, the, the bottom of our fucking women's division, but still, she only gets one appearance, and it's getting lawn darted into the iconics. Yeah, because I would have thought Alley Cat versus like Evelise or something like that, but it's hard to really, really fit that. Right, and Evelise doesn't even have a fucking match. Evelise <laughs> is just Ronda Rousey's lackey, which and that's so scary to think about. <laughs> that is terrifying. Just so goddamn scary. Man, Jack, this was a hell of an endeavor, but this Jesus so Christ. This I'm not gonna lie to you. I've ever had thinking about professional wrestling. This in made any me, context. This made me want to respect them a little bit more, respect yeah. our bookers a little bit more. <laughs> we have to do this again. Not next week, but like maybe next month. Like February comes around. We have to book our next. How about this? Let's give it till March. Let's see if any free agents move. Okay. Give it till like maybe a little after Mania. Because, you know, Raw after Mania, some people may move. You never know. Let's wait till a little after Mania. Yeah, so like once a quarter. Yeah, I think once a quarter. Because also now in 2024, you have Deanna Parazzo that's a free agent. We have different right. free agents that will be around. We'll know where people are at, you know, I think. And then that throws another wrinkle. Because we have to, I, I, I say we have to keep it capped at eight men, eight women. So we're Do going to we we release. No, I don't think we need to redraft. Okay. We don't redraft, well, but we have to say who we're releasing in order to put this new person on our roster. Oh but, and like, Damn. I can't drop like, like Alley Cat is the bottom of my division, but I can't drop Alley Cat because I do need somebody to lose. Yeah, and like, I sure as shit can't drop. Um, 
I can't drop Enzo Amore because I've just no. put time into him. Yeah. And like, do I, I can do some bullshit with Josh Burnett and make him a full-time commentator, but now I've lost my special attraction. Yeah, this is tough. I, all right. We're going to do this once. Once a quarter. Once a quarter. So the next one will be after WrestleMania. Yes. And then, like the next, next one, that will be like after SummerSlam. And then after that, it'll be like after Survivor Series or something. Yeah. All right. Tell me where you can find you, Jack. Check out my Chava Guerrero article on AspenTimes.com and uh, check me out in my writing and my directing at JackSummonMix.com. The man's doing amazing. Also, Jack's birthday's on Wednesday. So if you want to write. <laughs> You know, happy birthday, late birthday, whatever you want to write. I would, you know, write I would love it. You know, um, right Instagram, Twitter, Jack Doc Simon. You can find me everywhere, Life of Dean. Um, I am also uh, just pretty much. I'm on a Twitter break. Um, I needed a Twitter break before Christmas time. Uh, yeah, hiatus. We'll see yeah. whenever I come back, if I come back. Um, <laughs> but uh, you could also find us on social media at Wrestling with Romance. That's the Instagram or Romance Pod. That's on Twitter. Uh, beyond that, you see us next week. Deuces. Deuces.